Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, let's wake up. We're going to welcome in the locker room Steel City Insider, Jim Wexel, author of the book of all things, Palomalu. <laughs> I got to always throw that in, Jim, because that, that really was a tremendous book, my friend. Uh, thanks, Wolf. But you know, people are going to search all things Polamalu. Oh no, that's say, right. That's Where right. Where is this book? It's just called Polamalu. Okay. All right. Yeah. Please get that right. Don't take it from a dummy like me. Okay. Make sure you search for Polamalu. Okay. But it it is all things Polamalu. It is. That is a tremendous book about the guy that I think. You know, he's one of those guys that's that just always leaves you with that little bit of. He's got a little mystique to him. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you know, Max is a guy played with him all. That. You know, the guy was just just totally different. No, he he was different to say the least. And I first met him when I was 17 years old. And wow. he was 18 as a freshman at USC. That's the first time I met Troy. Okay. And also, subsequently, I met his brother-in-law. We were on the same official recruiting trip together. Uh, Alex Holmes, who Theodora, his sister, um, yeah. is uh, is Troy's wife. But yeah, no. So I I met them before they. Uh, I met him before the uh, the long locks of uh, locks of mayhem. Uh, I met it when it was kind of like a little afro kind of kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> so Max, you you came out. You were drafted in two thousand four. He was drafted in two thousand three. Correct. Correct. So he was a year ahead of you. So he would have been, he would have been a freshman on that USC team when you took your recruiting trip. A freshman and and a roommate of Carson Palmer's freshman year when I came on my official visit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you you got to meet both of them. And, yeah. And yeah. Alex didn't. Alex didn't know Troy then. No, he he knew he had he had met Troy at that moment. That, that like we all met Troy at the same time, and then Troy went in his room and closed his door. Uh, but <laughs> he said he said unless either of you have a sister, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then Alex signs there and introduces said sister. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so Alex, so Alex got the scholarship and you didn't. Yeah, exactly. Exa- exactly. I see how it all works. I should have put that in the book. <laughs> yeah. That would have been great. Oh, you got in the denim. The book of Palomalo. Yeah. Of all things, Palomalo plus one. There you go. O- omissions well, and farces category. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because they uh, – they they acted like Alex was a huge signing for their team, but I didn't know it was just for for uh, to help Troy out. But uh, yeah, was Alex... a- 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 the little things. <laughs> well, I-, I assume you were a, a major recruit. Um, did they pursue you as yeah. strongly as they did Al- Alex? Was you know a-, a national top ten or something like that? Yeah, no, I mean, literally, our visit that year uh, was 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 a ridiculous weekend because. On my trip, uh, at the same time, it was myself, it was Alex Holmes, Travis Johnson, Matt Castle, Kenichi Udezi, Kerry Colbert, Gus Scott, and um, – How do you remember all that? Because, but you, you know, it's funny. I have the, I have the photo of us because it, it oh, was okay. one of those things where I look – you know, we look back at the photo and all of us, you know, still talk um, to a degree – and it's just amazing how many NFL players were actually on that official visit as high schoolers. That's yeah, what I'll say. Kind yeah. of, kind of just blows our mind that that all of us were there at one time. We're all thinking about, man, should we go now? Kenichi Udezi, by the way, he was Mister USC on that trip. This dude had he had he had a Junior Seau jersey. He had socks <laughs> on. He had his shirt underneath the jersey. He has. I mean, he was literally head to toe a hat. He was head to toe USC. So I'm like, you think you might go to any other college? <laughs> Is this your one official visit? Uh, are you just going to stay here until signing day? I don't know. But um, but yeah, for the rest of it, you know, we're trying to figure it out. And you know, you get on that circuit when you go on official visits. But that was just something that was special. So it stuck out in my mind, you know, of the five that I took because. It was like you're around such great because Travis John. So um, Alex and Travis played against each other, being in California, mm-hmm. and tra- tra- Travis is my cousin, and and so Travis was the was the top defensive player in the country that year, um, mm-hmm. coming out of Notre Dame. Alex was was like you said. I think he was number seven tight end in the country. I was a top twenty offensive lineman that year. Um, Matt Castle was a top ten quarterback. Kenichi Udezi was right there. He was he was in the top six. So I mean, and they pursued the crap. Like Ed Orgeron was their D line coach, but at mm-hmm. that time, USC wanted me to play defense. They mm-hmm. they weren't even recruiting me for to play offensive line. Uh, Ed Orgeron was like, "No, we need you here. You're coming here." He flew down and sat me down in my in my uh, head in my head coach's office and gave me a red marker and said, "All right, Max, I want you to walk down F- top five reasons why you should be." At USC, and top five reasons why you shouldn't be. And let's figure this out. You're going to sign today. You're going to commit today. I was like, okay. I didn't understand half of what you said, Coach. But <laughs> Got that Cajun you thing going to, on. You, you want me to make a list. Yeah. And I'm, I would never forget. I mean, he, they pursued me all the way up until the end. They were contacting me, um, trying to get me to go. Because my Uncle Joey and my Uncle Keith both played at USC. Mm. And so my Uncle Joey Browner, who, Wolf, you know. Yep. Um, he was t- he was actually safeties with Ronnie Lott at USC back mm. in the day, and then mm-hmm. Uncle Keith was a was a wide receiver, free safety. So they were like, "Your legacy, 
even though my father's legacy, you know, obviously would have taken precedent, but because they're like, you, you know, your uncle's played here, you should come play here. And so it, it was a, it was a tough decision turning them down, but it was also very easy because Paul Hackett was a head coach and they sucked at the time. So uh, it wasn't that bad of a decision at the time. You know, I didn't know Pete Carroll was coming. I didn't know they're going to win a, you know, a national title before my senior year. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. You didn't know that Troy Polamalu, with his mind power, was going to attract Pete Carroll, the top defensive backs coach in the country, to USC. <laughs> yeah. And then, then he went to the Steelers and he brought Dick LeBeau in. You know. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, crazy. You, you should have just rode with the Polamalu thing. <laughs> there you uh, go. He, he, he it they weren't locks to hold on to, though. It was just a little, it was just a little nappy afro. I yeah. mean, you know, I just, I can't even say it. I mean, <laughs> how was I supposed to know that that little guy? And, and then, and then, of course, like I said, he didn't talk that much. I mean, like, like you hear him now, soft spoken. He kind of introduced himself to all of us, uh, incumbents and perspectives, and then, boom, he went in his room. I was like, so that's it. And then Carl's like, yeah, he's a little shy. <laughs> All right. Well, we you, you know what? Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Wolf. Go ahead. Fin finish your thought. 38 to three. We can talk a little Polamalu, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what I, What I was interested in was, you know, you got the, uh, the what What's the fan base saying? Because it sounds to me like there's a lot of noise out there with a lot of people making a lot of suggestions and screaming a lot. Am I correct, or is that just my impression, kind of looking from afar? Well, I mean, they can't believe Tomlin didn't fire Matt Canada at his press conference yesterday. Really? Is that what They're it is? Shocked. And, okay. and then they can't believe that Tomlin didn't fire himself. Oh. Okay. Other than that, the fan base is very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so we got over those two hurdles. Yeah. So, you know, they've, they've settled down a little bit today. Uh, I mean, you know, eh. It's it's we, interesting we, because, we, you know, if if I just may just to set this up a little bit, Max and huh? I have been talking about the process of the grind and what the grind is all about. And the grind is not a happy time. The grind is embracing the suck of what the grind is. And the grind is reality, which means that you've got to go out and starting today, you start which you've uh, hopefully you, you tried to start last week and the week before, but you keep working at improving the deficiencies that you've exhibited in the in the past for instance again you know it's a small it's a it's a thing where like Trey Norwood what are you looking at and how did, how were you fooled on that pass play to Gabe Davis for 98 yards when you're over the top and make us on a blitz what kind of angle were you taking so on and so forth each man has to gra get a grasp of that and so as i put it to you what do do the fans even realize or or believe in that or are they just saying you got to change for the sake of change well, you know, they want a new offensive coordinator. I, I frankly don't understand it. I think the, I'm the last one to come along for that ride. I, I don't personally have a problem with the play calling, mm -hmm. especially since I, I've seen the op offense execute when Pickett went in. Right. So I, I don't think it was the coordinator, but uh, they scored three points, so you have to let the fan base growl. Sure. Um, Do they understand the grind? You know, the problem – the thing we love about football, and I said this on my podcast yesterday, the thing we love about football is it's once a week, and you gear up for it. The thing I hate about football is it's once a week. <laughs> the process, <laughs> the grind, the changes aren't going to come as quickly as you want. I mean, from game to game, they're not going to happen that quickly. The grind, the process, 
it, it could take a couple years. I mean, you look at uh, – I like in this team, and, uh, you know, the fans aren't going to like this. The team's not going to like this. But I liken this team to either the 88 Steelers mm-hmm. or the 99 Steelers. Oh, is that the and, first one, not the second one? <laughs> well, both of those teams, uh, the coach would walk in and say, you know, we're going to win a Super Bowl, but the bad news is uh, most of you, Wolfley, aren't going to be around here <laughs> for it. Yep. No, no, but those teams had – some real foundational pieces and a great coach and who understood the grind, you know, Chuck Knoll. I remember reading in those days when everybody wanted him gone and he was resolute in the grind, in the process, in we're going to take this and we're going to get better. And trust me, we're going to get better. And everybody says, well, what about the changes? You said you might make changes. You said you'd look at it. You'd look under every rock. Well, I looked under the rocks and I found no changes to be made. And maybe he made some changes every now and then, but nothing drastic. It just no. the process, the grind, and those foundational pieces became big time pieces in championship teams. Um, I know the '90s didn't win a championship, but they sure came close. And uh, of course, the, that late '90s team became a two-time Super Bowl champ. So it's it's a it's a long, hard process, and I, I think it takes a lot of patience. And a lot of shows where we talk about college football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, and, and I got you covered there because that, that is exactly my world is college football when I'm not talking about the Steelers. Um, you know, Wex, it's this was a different type of press conference for Mike Tomlin. I mean, it was a lot more very pointed. He was very blunt as far as about – you know, the changes that need to happen, but also very resolute. I mean, when's the last time you thought you thought that he's actually had this type of straight and very talk, not only to us, but to his team um, in these type of moments? Normally, he's he's good for pointing out a guy or two and calling him out, but to actually take this one right on the chin and kind of have that accounting, so to speak, of the last game and what needs to be done forward. I mean, has this been something that he's done before? I can't think of it. But I know it's also been, you know, 16 years he's now in this position. So I'm sure he's done at some point. But I can't remember the last time. Well, I do know. Uh, I expected it. So I, I, I must have remembered it. Uh, every time there's a, just a bad performance, he, he steps up and, and, and he blames himself. And, you know, the people reply, we've heard this before. What are you going to do about it? Well, he's not going to fire himself, right? But he, he, yeah. he, he publicly admits accountability. Um, and he stuck to that throughout the entire press conference. Uh, he would, you know, he would, he would uh, go back and say, but it starts at the top, you know, um, like when Wolf was talking about the, uh, 98 yard play. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about trade Norwood, but let's also talk about the coach that had Minka at the line of scrimmage instead of uh, center field to cover 98 yards of grass. When you know, you have a slow corner and a slow safety. And I, you know, I, I don't mean to bash Trey Norwood and Levi Wallace, but that is their. Yeah, I'm not. That bashing. is their. That is the, no. I, you're not. I am by calling them slow. They're um, speed challenged. Whatever you want to say, okay. there are reasons. Well, there are reasons that Levi Wallace was a walk on at Alabama, and but there are also reasons he has an NFL career. Right. But and Trey Norwood was a seventh round pick, and there, but there's a reason he was a pick. Uh, 
but when you put them two the two together on third and ten with ninety eight yards to cover, you're asking for trouble. And I think the coaches have to take a lot a lot of the blame for that play. So it's not just Trey Norwood. And I would believe I would imagine Mike Tomlin is uh, would agree with me to an extent. Well, again, I go back to that point where right right there, the execution, the call to me was spot on. You got double coverage. You can't ask for more than double coverage. You got a, you got a blitz that's hitting Josh Allen as he releases the ball. Could have been executed a little bit better. Minka could have gotten there a heartbeat earlier. It would have been a sack instead of, you know, a, a 98-yard touchdown. But that's Did not the way it works. Did we have to use Minka, though? Well, I, I, here's the thing about it. Minka is a valuable tool in all three levels. There's, there's, there's nowhere he's not a valuable asset. I mean, even even when he was locked one-on-one coverage with Gabe Davis, uh, he still was the most valuable asset you could have in that position, given what the circumstances. And he he wasn't able to wrest the ball away from Gabe Davis. You know what I mean? Right. It, it happens now and then. Even the best get beat. Even Joe Green got blocked. Okay, uh, from time to time. So I guess my point that I'm really kind of like like uh, thinking about is I, it's not so much the play calling to me as it is the execution and the guys just having not been able to pull off the, the, the play when they needed to pull off the play. And so where do you go from there? And, and there's some thoughts that uh, I, I think you got to start looking at. For one, I think one thing that, that Mike talked about was Jalen Warren getting more reps. What say you on that, Wex? Oh, boy. we've I think we've all been calling for that, sure. Right. Um, I, I, I don't I didn't see the specific. I I, I thought he was uh, praising Warren and said that he got more reps last time. Um, if if you say he he said Warren's going to get more reps, well, he great. got thirty eight to thirty seven. You know, what I mean, last, and I yeah. I don't know how much Najee, you know, with the blowout, you're resting the foot maybe or whatever right. ailment may be bothering him, but certainly. Jalen Warren is a guy that he's he he he's, he's not getting reps because. Uh, in my mind, Najee's foot is bothering him. He's getting reps because he's earned the reps. Yes, and I think he's continuing to earn the reps. Um, he's quicker. He, at least he looks quicker. And he seems to have better vision. And uh, he finds he's a, a hole. heck of a yeah. blocker. He, he, he busted somebody up again in pass pro. And uh, I know he has good hands as a receiver, and that's the other thing uh, they have to, and, and it's, it applied to Pickett for those first three games. We don't know what, not, uh, what Jalen doesn't know as far as the, uh, uh, the, the entirety of the offense, you know, when they want to line Najee up out in the slot, uh, they know he's going to understand exactly what he's supposed to do. Does Jalen yet? So those are the things that uh, the coaches will know and we'll see more of, I, I hope because I think he's an exciting back. No, you're absolutely right on that. And I think, you know, when you take take stock, I mean, when you're talking about changes, you know, you wonder if that's a part of one of those changes. You wonder if there's some other shuffling that's going to go down. I mean, did, did he give any insights or instances to where else that might happen or anything that you've seen so far that you think could be on the precipice? I really don't know where it could happen, Max. I really don't. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, the secondary is so beat up. You're not going to look for changes there. You're just going to look for bodies uh, and, and coach them up. 
inside linebacker. We've been on that merry-go-round. And Wolf, as you pointed out in your column today for Steel City Insider, Miles Jack is a really good player. Yeah. And uh, I know it doesn't seem like the stats are bearing that out, but I do believe they have a real middle linebacker. Um, uh, Mark Robinson, only the coaches know when he's going to be ready. Uh, that's one possibility. I really can't think of another possibility. They're using Leal. That, I mean, they've already looked under the rock for the other outside linebacker. Malik mm-hmm. Reed is one, and, and DeMarvin Leal is another, and DeMarvin Leal it's some some to be excited about. He's interesting uh, to me, man. I mean, I'm just watching him. Some of the wrecking ball stuff. Now, understand too, with a wrecking ball, you know, the backswing can do damage too. <laughs> it's, you know, the wrecking ball. It's you know, the unintended consequences sometimes can manifest themselves. But what I see about the kid, the kid is physical and puts a, a little bit of a dynamo. Uh, in in a position that has not been very explosive, and I'm just talking about, you know, people the body stacking up around him. He he has a habit of being around when bodies crash to the turf. He's around somewhere. Well, see, that's the thing. Uh, out of uh, what's the thing about necessity and genius and something like that, Wolf? You know, nobody, you know nobody, stuff. no, nobody ever accused me of genius. <laughs> <laughs> no, the mother of the mother of all necessity is. Yeah. It's finding good football players or something. <laughs> and so that's what happens in, in five eleven seasons. Guys like DeMarvin Leal step up. And the other, there was one positive that I really liked in that game too. And it doesn't have to do with changes, but it could have to do with the emerging of a real leader on that offensive line. And I think you know who, who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, James, James Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. I mean, that was necessary. Yep. And it was done without hesitation. And you know what else? He controlled. I couldn't believe it because I'm thinking, you know, as as this is ticking off, and I, you know, Max is we're we're talking, uh, you know, and and so forth, you know, as this thing is unfolding, and I'm thinking, man, you start swinging, and he kept his cool. He did not (laughs) cost his team. I I was amazed. I was just amazed because I I I can only imagine myself in the middle of that. And uh, and I have been in the middle of that, and I, I I wow, I just I was amazed. Way to go, James Daniels! You you made your point. You defended what you needed, what needed to be defended, and then you did not cost your team. That was you know exactly. by getting ejected. That was amazing. Exactly. Well, I, I, when he went into ventured into that Buffalo bench, oh, they man. just started wailing on him. He kept his cool again, and again, that's where. I would have lost it. Maybe you would have just out of fear. Oh. I've got to start swinging wildly to get Absolutely. out of Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but he and just listen. calmly and coolly thought, they can't kill me, so I'm just going to walk out of <laughs> That's it. That's against the law. <laughs> yeah. There is some decorum. There is some decorum <laughs> among savages. Um, <laughs> but, Wex, we, uh, you know, we want to thank you. I know we took up a little bit more than – than expected time-wise, but it's always a pleasure when we have you on the show. It's great to have guests, especially guests of your caliber, sir. Yes. So <laughs> we appreciate you. Jim Wexel, of course, Steel City Insider. You can read all of his musings and all of his thoughts and research on there. We thank you for joining us, Wex, um, okay. and we look forward to doing it next week. Great. Uh, awesome talking to you guys. I always have fun. Thanks. Thanks, brother. All right, well, we're going to step aside for a second, and when we come back, 
We're going to also have the after-action report from that conversation. No, not about Palomalu, but just about the team and what Wex said here in the locker room, Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not going to pretend like there wasn't disappointment and and expressions of frustration and disappointment in play, particularly at the end of the game. Um, But I don't see it as problematic. I see the execution or lack thereof or, or the quality planning as the core issues and problems. And so um, I'm not going to get carried away with, with that component of it. Although I know when you get smashed the way that we do, oftentimes that's, you know, low hanging fruit from a father standpoint. Um, not my concern. Interesting stuff. You know, I love listening to Mike. Mike throw, says some stuff out there and uh, some of the things that uh, he doesn't really tag as much. Um, you know, you, you listen to it's it's a lot of what he doesn't say is just as important as what is he what he does say, and it uh, is something that I find very intriguing. One of the things that I, we talked about in the last segment, Max, was the fact that Jalen Warren um, is he's earned those reps. You know, he gets more reps because he's earned those those reps. Which I'm 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 not saying that it has to do with Najee not uh, you know being able to compete or anything like that. It's just the fact is. He's performed well when he's had the opportunity, and I think it it bears repeating in the next game. You know, give him some more opportunities as well. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, what Jalen has done and what we've kind of, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily we've anticipated this, but we've kind of were hopeful that he would he would do he would continue, he would carry on from the preseason to the regular season, and mm-hmm. he has done that. Yes. And, and it's gotten incrementally better with the opportunities and the reps have been risen and he's handled the load. I mean, that's the other thing is, you know, it's not necessarily about giving the opportunity. It's about seizing the opportunity when, when presented to you. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, done, he's done all that. He's played special teams. You know, he, he's gone in and, and, and blocking down situations and, and, met, and met the adversity head on. Was it perfect? No, but he was always willing. You know, neck bowed, and he was he was he was he was gonna he was gonna bear it. And whether it was a D lineman, a linebacker, or a safety, or a cornerback, he 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 doesn't care who it is. They got an opposite jersey. He's gonna put his face right in between their numbers and in their chest, and he's gonna give it everything he's got. And that's all you can ask for. And then when you're, you when you are rewarded with handing the ball off to him, he's quick and exact. He he gets right to the point. He doesn't make anything cute about it. I'm here to blow things up. I'm here to run as hard as I can and put my body through the other person's body. Mm-hmm. Like that's the yep. way he runs. It's explosive. And guys aren't ready for it because they're like, oh, this little guy, look at this little feller. And it's like, ah, no, he's a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> right. That's exactly. So, so you're absolutely right. I mean, he's he's earned every opportunity that he's gotten. And it's been, it's been one of those refreshing moments because I feel like he kind of resets – he kind of resets the mindset of everybody on offense when he gets that ball and he does what he does with it. And not to say that Najee can't do the same thing or inspire that same type of deal. It's just, it's more, it's, it's more, you know, eye opening when you see Jalen Warren do it because 
you're seeing a different speed. You're seeing a different ferocity um, of taking things on. There is no hesitation um, in his decision-making. He, he, whether he's right or wrong, he's going to do it at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And I think that sometimes you just need that. Sometimes, sometimes, Wolf, you just need to take a hammer to a keyboard. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's yep. just sometimes you just got you got you just got you just got to bang on it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I know I could write this perfect script, or I could I I, I could make this perfect song, but mm, I feel like playing bang bang thump thump. You know? Sometimes right. you just want sometimes you just want to get into that, and I, and, and I do appreciate it about him. You know, the thing is, uh, and Jalen has has shown himself to be very excellent at the, both the the blitz pickups and catching the ball. He had four for, what four for thirty nine, I believe. Yeah, you know he was averaging about 10, 10 yards a, a grab. Uh, he's he's competent in that area. Here's another one I to me in my mind is is a thought process. I'd like to see Miles Boykin maybe get some uh, targets. You know, mm-hmm. uh, get him a, yeah. a chance uh, at at doing some of the things that I thought Chase Claypool should be doing. But uh, you know, if Miles Boykin is he's he's a, another big body. He's a six four wide receiver. He's one of those guys that can create uh, mismatches uh, with with defensive backs or linebackers, and he's a tough guy. Now, the one thing I I, I will say about him was, you know, if you're going to go in and, you know, the pin and pull to the outside to toss crack stuff, yeah, yeah if you're going to do that, go in and hit somebody. You know, he, he whiffed on a guy one time. was just like, ah. But he's a physical guy. We've seen him physically manhandle secondary guys, linebacker guys on special teams um, when he was blocking you know, uh, you know, from the wide receiver position, and just maybe Miles Boykin, it, uh, you know, maybe he, he deserves a look. Yeah, and, and listen, and he, and like you said, he's a physical guy because listen, he's gone in and, and he shed some blocks to hit some, make some tackles. absolutely, and and he also has a flair for the dramatic. You know, he can, he can, he could make some of those circus style catches that we see George Pickens make, right? You know. He's done it in games and and shown us that he that he has the capacity to do it. So I, I I'm right along the same page with you, Wolf. Why not? If well, we're, at this if we're point turning time, over stones, yeah, we're we're looking at stones. <laughs> yeah. Would you would you consider that turning turning stones over and, and maybe getting a few reps there? I would love to. I you know I'd love to see it. I mean that that's one that I look at and I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not explore that option? Also, you know. Has this fast track the recovery and and um, and observation time for Calvin Austin the third as well? That was point number three or four on my list here, Calvin Austin. There we go. Look at that. Isn't that great when two guys ha- have the same mindset on one show? It is awesome. Well, Max, <laughs> I, I think that I think that should worry worry you some. <laughs> Once again, you said uh, you said you are the face of my future, yeah. so I'm just simply a- adapting. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're surrendering to that thought. Oh yeah, well, here exactly. we go once again. Yeah, just wait, w- walking down the path. Well, thanks for lighting the path for me. <laughs> but I, I would agree. Yeah. I think you know, Calvin Austin is possibly getting some looks coming up here. Uh, he started practice last week. I think it's kind of exciting. Maybe he can provide some juice. You know, four three is four three. You know, that Woo. that kind of four three is something that you can't coach. Uh, that sort of speed could lead to some uh, explosive plays. That And that's exactly what we need offensively. Or you open up the underneath stuff to create another Absolutely. type of explosive play. I mean, it, it, it all plays into each other. And I think with Calvin, like you said, 
He was a highly touted guy. He's a guy that was – his arrow was pointed up during training camp. Would you agree? I would agree. And it wasn't until the injury – because, heck, him and DeMonte KZ were right. getting into it. And that's another one. DeMonte KZ. Yep. Does his observation period speed up as well, given the, uh, the issues in the secondary? Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. Yeah. Because yeah, we could so, really mean, use all hands on board back there. Listen, listen, everyone, and listen, and if you got a hand and it's only got four fingers on it, we'll take that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't, we just need a, a hand. If you got the palm and you got a couple of digits, we'll take it right now. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it, I mean, there are answers. There are answers there. There, there is reinforcements. There is help on the horizon. It's just in the moment, it's tough, right? Because when it rains, it pours. And we just, we had a whole lot. I mean, when you heard him going through the laundry list. Right. I mean, I heard injuries I didn't even think guys had. Right. Like, like Zach the Montrevious Adams one. Yeah, yeah, Zach Gentry. Yeah. Montrevious Adams. Yeah. Another one. I was like, what? When, when did that happen? When they did were that playing. happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're just a banged up crew right now. And so it's going to rely on a lot of inexperience, but I think it still comes down to trust, Wolf. You have got to have trust on both sides of the ball at each individual man. And that's something that you have to fast track. I know we talk, I know I've talked about offensive line. You can't build chemistry overnight, but for everybody else, you can (laughs) (laughs) exactly take a little extra reps, take a couple extra reps. That's all it is. Who else do you have in your list? Well, okay. Here, since I, I, I messed it up. (laughs) That's okay. That's we're, we're working along here. Okay. I started off thinking, all right, what are the possible directional changes, not changes big by and large, but just, Points of emphasis. One, again, Jalen Warren. Miles Boykin was another. But I think you come to the point now, you know what? You've got to start generating more targets to Pickens. Pickett to Pickens seems to be a one of those ESPN mental telepathy type things. These guys, start, they got a connection. There's a connection there. And George Pickens, in my mind, is a guy that now he's averaging almost 15 yards a catch. Hey, you got to keep pushing that guy down the field and keep delivering the mail to him and give him the opportunity to make the plays that he's been making. You know, I know it's it's some some they're just spectacular, but you know what? You got to give him an opportunity to settle into uh, a routine play spectacularly. You know, what I mean that's, <laughs> I mean that's what this kid is capable of doing. So in my mind, more targets instead of Deontay getting thirteen or fifteen. I think a few more of those got to be directed. And then, of course, it has to do with the defense and where, where they're rolling their safeties and so forth. There's a lot to be said, you know, on that end of it. But in my mind, I think Pickens has even earned even more targets. Yeah, yeah. he And he is also a combat catch specialist. Ooh, yeah. A CCS, right? That, that's a special certification I just gave him. Oh, I like um, that. <laughs> From yeah. the Combat Certification Specialist <laughs> of America. Exactly, exactly. Don't worry. We're we're located in in uh in Washington. <laughs> the state, not not the uh not the uh, territory. Um but <laughs> no, uh, but I but I think you you're absolutely right. I think you have to continue to work into that and make the extraordinary ordinary for him. Yes. Yeah. Like you said, finding that routine play that he just 
he knows he can run blindfolded and with one hand behind his back. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to get him into a routine. And I, and I agree. The lion's share of targets has to shift because he's earned it. Not because not because we want to see it and because it looks cool. It's because he produces off of that. Yep. He is a high production on low target type of individual. And so you have to continue that. And another one I'll give you in the aerial the aerial acrobatics and consistency Let's category. Go. Depending on his status, Pickett to Fryermuth is another one that you have to yes. continue to evaluate, or, or even say Pickett to tight ends. Right. You know, right. because I think Zach Gentry's also earned that, earned that, earned that honor as well. So you know, to see a little more twelve, right? Yep. You know, and I like see... the fact that Matt Canada has been running twelve personnel. Okay. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of bashing going out there, and there's not much saying, hey, you know what, this makes sense, this makes sense. And one of them that does is when you run that 12 personnel and you match up the Fryermuth and Gentry and being able to do some things off of that. Absolutely. And heck, even when Fryermuth went down, we saw Connor Hayward had two nice grabs in the Absolutely game. Absolutely he did. Yes. So – so you you've got capable pass catching soft handed tight ends. Yes. Um that can go out there and, and catch the football for you. So continue to explore them. I don't think you have to, you know, beat the dead I actually shouldn't say beat the dead horse. You don't have to beat <laughs> your head up against the wall trying to go to the guys who are necessarily paid or touted more. Um you gotta go to the guys who are actually gonna be secure in catching the football to extend plays to get you down the field. And that's not, not not a knock against Deontay or Chase, but it is also an observation of Deontay and Chase mm-hmm. at the same time. And I still love both of those guys as receivers, but once again, I go back to what Tony Romo said on Sunday, make yourself quarterback friendly. Make your and that that's not saying I need to go take him out, you know, for 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 dinner or anything or I have to put my arm around him. But it's saying make yourself presentable to where you can receive the ball when he throws it as opposed to just running a route and doing exactly what it is. Sometimes you might have to bend it in a little bit sooner because you did beat the guy off the ball. You know, you might have to widen a little bit if, he, if he's starting to try and squeeze you to the sideline and create a bracket with the sideline. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to go a little bit further in to give you space to go out. All those little things – and listen, I'm not a wide receiver. I'm not here to tell a wide receiver how to run routes. I'm not I'm not here to even coach it. But I know football. I've seen a lot of football and I've also been around a lot of great football players right. that I've seen do it. So, you know, there's just those little things and you can see these other guys that we're mentioning, they do those things. They make their they make they make their chest presentable to the quarterback so he can put it on you mm-hmm. like necessary roughness right Scott Bakula yeah right throwing at the dummy in the cornfield you know it, there's just there's just all, I know I just that, that was that, that, was, a that, that was an obscure reference that That's was obscure right. though that it, it was a good one I'm glad you got it, yeah, it <laughs> but but that that that's what it when we're talking about the little things when we're talking about getting back to basic those are basic things as a wide receiver. That you right. that you learn as a pass as a pass receiver, you learn that I need to make myself bigger, as a, as big a target as I can make myself, so my quarterback can throw the ball in there, so that not every pass has to be a perfect pass or in a tight window. Sometimes I can widen that window with my body presence or my decision on a cut, and if he sees it in time, like all of those things matter. And these guys have have shown themselves 
over the last couple of weeks to be deserving of more opportunities as opposed to being expected opportunities, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Well, why don't we go to break, and we got a couple more discussion points to go, my friend. Yes, we do. So, you know what, Wolf? Um, I was thinking about this. Were you? And, you know, it it would be a great time if people during this commercial break went and checked out the SNR uh, Steelers (laughs) Weekend Review with Wesley Euler. And, uh, you know, it dropped yesterday, so it's it's still. You can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. (laughs) There he is. We're going to pitch it to Johnny. Okay, Wes? We're pitching it to Wesley. Um, And it's still fresh out there, you know, because it's still pertinent because we're we're still reviewing the the, the Bills, but we're also previewing ahead to the Buccaneers, and Wesley Euler does it the best. And that's why we always pitch to Johnny on this show. So when we come back, we're going to pitch it back to Wolf and let him continue down the the point path when we come back here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we've been playing Jalen increasingly anyway, and I think that's going to continue. I think he's proven that um, he's a capable varsity player. and We need plays from all parties involved. And so um, that has transpired and will continue to transpire, I think. If you talk about touches and rhythm and things of that nature, you win weighty downs, you win possession downs, and that allows you to possess the ball and to continue to snap it. And and that creates more opportunity for everyone, whether it's the run game, whether it's targets from a receiving standpoint, whether it's running back rhythm, uh, whether it's things that supplement core plays, play action, et cetera. Um, The the winning of possession downs aids all of those discussions because it produces more downs. Well, there's no doubt about it. You've got to win those weighty downs. You've got to win the possession downs. You've got to create for yourself the opportunity to be able to punch the ball into the end zone, which is one of the things that really stood out, uh, obviously. Finishing off the drives was not a good thing in Buffalo. But certainly one of the things that we, we've been talking about is Mike is going to look under every rock, right? And one of the rocks you can look under is the running back rock, and you got yourself Jalen Warren. Maybe, you know, he's going to get more reps, as Mike just talked about. But also, you know, we were talking about Miles Boykin, you know, maybe getting some reps in lieu of Chase Claypool. And I still believe Chase Claypool, to me, is an enigma. I mean, I don't know how you go from 11 touchdowns his rookie year and some of the great things he's done and is so capable of doing. And yet we've not seen the manifestation of all that great talent and all those great attributes. And so... You, you start to, when you're not getting that production, Max, you've got to look around and you say, okay, maybe it's uh, two dogs, one bone, and maybe Miles Boykin, this is your opportunity to take some reps. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's something where you have to explore it. I mean, and I think Miles, yes, you come in and, you know, you have kind of a journeyman mentality, but sometimes that journeyman can find a home. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That that journeyman can find a home, and I think this is an opportunity where you explore that. You start to look at that, and and we talked about some of the other options, right? Right. I mean, between him and Calvin Austin, you know, how far is Calvin? You know, he talked about being a little out of breath, and, you know, that comes with the, you know, getting reps and being at full speed, but he's another option. I think there are answers that can be had um, in those positions, 
And then, like I said, Connor Hayward. You know, we kind of glossed over it. Right. But Connor, in, in the midst of Pat Fryermuth being unavailable, you know, showed himself two for two, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Targets and catches. So there are some offensive answers. Defensively is where it becomes a little bit more tricky. And I thought, you know, we, ta- we, we didn't talk about Mark Robinson um, as much, but Wex brought it up. And Mark Robinson makes sense, too. When, when is this young man? Because he, he was a boomstick in the preseason. Yes, he was. Right? I mean, he, he was, was making plays. And he's also built in the Miles Jack mold. Yes. And let me let me just throw one more out because we're concentrating the, concentrating on the offense. Maybe we'll come back and throw a few ideas tomorrow. Okay, I'm just yeah. you and me looking under rocks. Okay, but the one yes, one we're more rock, rock yeah, discoveries, yeah, little rock discoveries. One more, just real quick, because we're running out of time here. But the jumbo tight end, you know, the possibility mm-hmm. of bringing back, especially with you know, you don't know what the health situation of Pat Fryermuth is going to be, you know. Um, that has value in certain instances, that jumbo tight end stuff. I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, right? Yeah, it, it, listen, you're just saying what you're saying, Wolf. Right, uh, and, Thank and you. nothing wrong with that. So I, I appreciate the jumbo, t- you know, jumbo twelve, jumbo thirteen. Yes, um, those are things that can be possible. But I do want to encourage everyone, since this is the <laughs> end of the show, and we are saying goodbye, neighbor. Um, if you missed any of our show, go, go, feel free to download it. You know, check the Steelers mobile app, check iHeartRadio app, and like I said, check any podcast platform where you can catch not only our show in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, but you can catch The Standard with Tom and Jacob. You can catch The Blitz with Wes and Moats. You can catch the Steelers Week in Review, as well as many others. The Godfather, he'll be releasing a new podcast tomorrow um, in his biweekly podcast uh, offerings. All of those can be handled on any of our SNR podcasts. You can find them across the entire multiverse of podcast platforms. Multiverse. And once again, yeah, I just I just made that up. I'm, I'm a Marvel kid. What can I say? Beautiful. Uh, uh, but I want to thank everyone for li- tuning in and listening today, those live and those on replay and on podcast. He is Craig Wolfley. I am Max Starks. And you have been in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.